P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let it rock! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's a tape thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hey, Haw fans! Welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to talk about all things Philip Seymour Hoffman and beyond. Well, Kyle, we're here on the 15th of the month, the 15th of February, after Valentine's Day. How was your Valentine's Day? It was, it was delightful, it was delightful. How was yours? <laughs> uh, you know, let's let's not let's not make it personal. Let's not bring our personal lives into this. This is not all business, but it's you know, it's it's Hoffman business. It's Hoffman. Yeah, business. it's PSH pleasure. I hope you didn't get dumped on Valentine's Day. You did not. Can you confirm that you did not get dumped on Valentine's I, Day? I did not get dumped on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here on the fifteenth, and we'll always be here. Well, I don't know about always, but until <laughs> for as long as we do this show, we'll be here on, as, on, yeah. on the first for our. Commentary on rewatches, and on the 15th for these little announcements for next month's movie, and just a general general chat and conversation. Yeah, a cat catching up, extended little, cold little, opens. Little kiki with the Hoff fans, if you will. Yeah. You know, having a good time. <laughs> um, we won't. I, I don't know if this will be a good time episode, because unfortunately we have a lot of death to discuss before we get into our uh, winner chosen by the Hoff fans for the March 1st film. Yes. But, I mean, um, Punch Drunk Love, that was our February film, our Valentine's Day film. Did you did you re-watch and re-listen to the episode, or just, you know, you were confident because you were there? No, I mean, I, 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 was, I, I was confident in our recording and obviously us uh, watching it together. And, well, I mean, I really like the movie. It's not a movie I uh, revisit often. But, you know, that's why Along Came Polly exists. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking up a lot of, like, lists for, like, top films you can stream for Valentine's uh-huh. Day. And almost every list had Along Came Polly, Punch Drunk Love, or both. Wow. I was very happy to see that. Now, I need to ask you a question. I know you didn't want to get into the personal aspects of Valentine's Day, and I totally understand <sighs> that. Did you listen to our episode in the background of your valentine's day plans no what what no the last thing i need (laughs) is hearing my own voice to make me just like feel (laughs) i'm already in my head enough i don't need to be externally uh, (laughs) but but i could have joined you on your valentine's day plans Uh, that's all right (laughs) that's okay now we hope you haw fans out there did spend valentine's day with us did do the old Netflix and chill with your girl or your guy or whatever <laughs> and watch Punch Drunk Love with Kyle and I. So I feel like, you know, possibly we were on a lot of Valentine's Day dates yesterday. 
Oh, yeah, I saw things. <laughs> or, or heard things. Or it was just, I was there. Um, it was very voyeuristic, and I was into it, now, to be frank. <laughs> now, guys, um, you know, podcasts don't expire, which is great. They're there for as long as the internet's there. As far as I know, I don't really know how servers work. But as far as I know, they're there. Point is, you can still listen to our Punch Drunk Love rewatch. Yeah, whenever you want. That's the beauty of it. And if this is your first time popping in on our show, which is kind of odd, but if it is, we did all the Hoffman films and you know, more of a, not, I don't want to say an analysis because we're like not critics, but more of a chat about every Philip Seymour Hoffman film. Yeah, for most of them we go scene by scene or definitely cover the scenes that he, he's in. You know, in the earlier ones he's not in as many scenes, kind of smaller roles, quite possibly even just a minute or something like that, or a couple of lines. But as the films uh, and his career grew, so did his roles. And so uh, we we covered a lot of fantastic films that he's in, and that's what we're almost doing there. We're, 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 what we're doing now is that we're giving you guys the option to vote on some of our like our favorite movies of his. And so far you've voted for two, and we're going to let you know what this third one is in, in. So for our, I guess, yeah, we started January 1st, 2019. For this year and beyond, once a month, we're going to be re-watching these films, and the podcast will be audio commentary. So we'll need not just your votes, but your support in terms of, I guess you don't have to be watching along with us. You could just listen to us. But the most fun you'll have is popping the movie in or, or finding it on your streaming service, watching it when we press play, and enjoying the film with us. Pour a glass of wine. Get comfortable. You know? <laughs> now, Kyle, I don't know. We need to think of a name for this segment. I want to talk about always, like, if there's any Hoffman news or Hoffman mentions. So, Hoff fans out there, if you can think of a name for this segment, by all means. Or, or Kyle, obviously. You're a Hoff fan, too. It's open to you. But every, I guess, on the 15th now, we'll be discussing, um, you know, things in the Hoffman world. And big month... Big month, unfortunately, for Hoff fans out there, as February 2nd, the anniversary of Philip Seymour Hoffman's passing. Yes, it's been five years. He passed away in 2014, and I remember exactly where I was. I was up in Vermont. It was right before... What Super Bowl was that? It was a very disappointing... I think it was Broncos-Panthers? Yeah, yeah, no, Broncos-Seahawks. It was the one in New York. Seahawks. It was oh, the yeah. one in New York, okay. yeah. Yeah, and it was just a really... ended up being a really crappy Super Bowl. Just like the recent one we had. <laughs> and uh, a lot of crappy Super Bowls. Haven't been a good Super Bowl since 2012, <laughs> ironically. The Giants. But, uh, Giants fan, sorry. Uh, not sorry. But, uh, yeah, just... I remember being in this, like, big like bar you know restaurant place and just seeing that he you know reading the news that he passed away probably saw my facebook feed and just being devastated and bummed out the rest of the time i was up there and obviously still bummed out about it but it um you know took some time but we decided to have that podcast and i think that's just been the best way to remember him and just it's it was a blast rewatching all his movies and i've definitely Rewatched them since we did the podcast, and now we're having fun with these films for P.S. I Still Love Hoffman. So, yeah, you know what was unfortunate? Like, there didn't seem to be too many articles uh, remembering his death. There were some here and there, but nothing um, extraordinary. It's been five years. Last year, of course, we got that big uh, Mimi O'Donnell 
piece. Yes. And that was, yes. uh, I don't want to say awesome because it was sad, but it was great to hear from her. And Mimi O'Donnell uh, was his partner, the mother of his children. And, mm-hmm. you know, she really hadn't spoken since the death, at least publicly. So uh, maybe we'll repost that article because that was like it's a year since that article and yeah because it was ins- it was very insightful and it was very just warming to hear from like you know the love of his life and again the mother of his children and just uh, you know obviously devastating for her and her children but what a legacy he did leave behind so yeah I think that would be a good thing to post that. For you Hoff fans. And the thing, though, is, like, so I was bummed that there wasn't a lot of articles, you know, commemorating his death. But I realized, you know, we celebrate his life here all year round on P.S. I Love Hoffman. So, you know, we don't need just, like, his birthday and the day he died to remember him, you know. And his films live on forever. So that kind of that kind of brought my spirits up, you know. Yeah, and you know, actually, you know what else brought my spirits up is that um, I, I can't recall it was towards the end of PSL of Hoffman that we got into contact with his sister who runs you know a Facebook page in memory of him and they posted again on this you know for the five year anniversary and she again just like reached out and you know tagged us and said that you know she loves what we're doing and so that's just I really appreciate that and it's just uh and I mean, she just seems like such a lovely person, and for her to just share that closeness and the love that she had for her brother with us, and that she, you know, that she's, you know, just enjoys what we're doing. That 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 means that means the world. The next best thing to if, if he was obviously still alive, and we could chat to him about his. Career. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was. I mean, I don't want to make it about us, but that was an awesome moment for sure. Because I I really do feel like not just us, but all the Hoff fans out there are really just keeping this legacy alive. Unfortunately, there's another death we need to speak about, and that was the death of Albert Finney, a collaborator of Philip Zimmer Hoffman's in the film Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, and he passed away this February 7th. Yes, that was a tremendous loss. I mean, he was just a, a legendary actor just in so many amazing films through, th- I mean, so many decades, and it was... Uh, that film directed by the late great uh, director Sidney Lumet. It was his last film, and uh, I mean, just the scenes that he shared with our uh, main man, it was just were just fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. I wasn't able to be the father you wanted, but I guess I wanted you to be better than me, and I thought that if I push you. It may not mean anything to you, but I want you to know that I really do love you. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just so sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't able to be the son you wanted. You did the best you could. Still, yeah. Man, I just seem to still like Hank. He's a lot more of a fuck-up than I was. He was a baby. Yeah. He needed us more. Yeah, he needed you more. He sure wasn't his cute looks, his puppiness. You were the first. 
The first I was as it rubber. Yeah, so I'm told. You know, the four of you, I just never felt like I was part of the club. Beautiful birds of a feather. You sure I'm your son? that was I, I was thinking too before the devil knows you're dead maybe we should have done that in our uh march poll because remember it comes from like an irish quote I, I looked it up it was may you be in heaven a full half hour before the devil knows you're dead well the if the irish know anything it's how to you know make morbid stuff uh, <laughs> joyful or enjoy enjoying morbid stuff but they're they're uh, I always think of Matt Damon at the party. You know what Freud said about the uh, Irish? They're impen- impenetrable towards, uh, you know... Some psychotherapy. Yeah, psychotherapy. Just to echo the thing we were saying about Hoffman, I hope people are now celebrating the career of Albert Finney. Because I don't know if he's a household name by name, you know? Maybe he should be, but what a tremendous career. Two things stick out to me. Um, he's Scrooge in my favorite Scrooge. It's called Scrooge. <laughs> it's a version a lot of like kids of like the seventies now because it was the one they ran on TV a lot. I used to think he was old, but he played him when he was young because obviously he's old. he was a much younger man at the time. The other role that sticks out to me is maybe my favorite Tim Burton film. I'm not a huge Tim Burton guy, but Definitely in my top three, Big Fish. Ooh, that is a good one. And yeah, not it's definitely my top five favorite Tim Burton, but um I know you're I mean, you're an Ed Wood guy. I love Ed Wood, yeah, that's just and Pee Wee. <laughs> oh true, but, Pee Wee. Uh, How about you? What are some of your favorite uh Albert Finney roles? Well, I mean we just ha- we can't forget that like the amazing ensemble film that he was in uh, Murder on the Orient Express, not not the Kenneth Branagh one. Oh, but he was the original, the, yeah. He was the Hercule Poirot. <laughs> exactly. Sorry for butchering that. But, uh, and, and, you know, like even, I mean, he collaborated with a little shout-out to Cinemakers. He was in a couple of Soderbergh films like Ocean's 12 and uh, Aaron Brockovich. But as far as my favorite roles of his, I would have to say Skyfall, and uh, I always, I, I really enjoy him in that. He ends up being, he's like the groundskeeper for where James Bond grew up, and I know they originally wanted to get Sean Connery for that role as a little homage to the, you know, to the original James Bond but uh, I, I don't think he wanted to come out of retirement for him. But if you're going to get anyone to hop in there, I mean, come on, you know, Albert Finney is the guy for that. And then, um, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there, because I love musicals. Annie, and him as Daddy Warbucks, him as the cue ball, fantastic. <laughs> his, you know what, That's you said he might not, his name might not be a household name. I think his voice is a household voice. Like, if you heard that voice of his, you'd be like, I know that. Oh, no, true. No, I, I know that for that, yeah. sure. Yeah. And so him as Daddy Warbucks, singing with that little ginger, <laughs> brings just brings a, you know, just a big smile on my face every time. I always forget that he was Daddy Warbucks. They remade Annie, 
and Jamie Foxx was Daddy Warbucks, but they changed his last name, right? Yeah, um, oh god, what is, da- oh, Stax. Oh god, come on. Because, oh, you know, like, true, like, rich people now, they got stacks of money, not Warbucks. Because I guess that's Depression-era Warbucks. Yeah, he was, like, FD- FDR profiting and, from the know. war, Daddy Warbucks, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but his last name is Warbucks? So it's just a, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whatever, Annie has no eyes in the comic. Or, like, eyeballs. Have you ever seen the comic of Amy? Oh, yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Ginger people already get picked on. I'm calling them gingers right now. Actually, I think it's fine to call them gingers. I don't know. Gingers, let us know. But, yeah, don't make them look creepier. (laughs) I thought you were going on, like, some profound point with that. No, give them eyes. (laughs) It might be soulless eyes, but give them eyes. That, That is your plea today. Give them eyes. Give them eyes. <laughs> I can say this as a partial ginger. My beard is very red, so. Uh. <laughs> you being a partial a lot of things, and if you've listened to my show or your shows, is an excuse for you to do a lot of things, and, and I'll leave it at that. As it should be. <laughs> uh. So the other lead in Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, of course, is Ethan Hawke. And this month, he actually mentioned Philip Seymour Hoffman in an article with Variety. And I thought that was like oh, an cool. interesting thing. So he's getting a lot of award buzz for that film, First Reformed. Haven't seen it. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen a lot of films for this award season, but also the Academy Awards are pissing me off right now. So. <laughs> At least they didn't do that uh, category for like popular movies, and we were going to see yeah. some crazy stuff. But, I mean, quick segue... What was it? They announced like cinematography and another thing was going to be during cinematography the and editing are going to be given during the commercial times instead, you know, and they're only going to be, uh, but now they are doing all the songs again because at one point they were just going to do two songs. It's just they have no idea what the hell what the hell they're doing. It's just I mean, just the whole award ceremony is just an antiquated event and it's nice it's glitz and glammy for them and i get why people want to see the red carpet stuff but like you you can't i mean they already have a separate stuff so i mean someone could argue against me and say well they have a different day for other awards already so you know what but uh, i don't i don't know i don't know what the answer is but clearly i mean you can't make a movie without cinematography and editing like you can you can really you can do it without costumes. You can do it without makeup. You can even do it without sound. I'm not saying get rid of the sound categories, but y- you know what? Like when it comes down to it, actors, directors, cameras, and editing, and I and you know, and writing as well. That's that's how you. That's your bare bones of making a movie. So hey, look, I'm not an award show guy, but why do they have to change all this stuff? Like they're just proving that they're just about ratings and they're not actually like you know, a meaningful award. No, they're all whores. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we're all whores, we just all have a different price. And we're clearly, and we're clearly seeing their price right now, so. <laughs> What's your price? Hashtag? Oh, yeah. Ha- no, that's your yeah, currency. Sa- that's your currency. A sandwich? Yeah, your price is a sandwich, your currency a is sandwich. hashtags. A sandwich and a hug. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. Gotta sell that t-shirt, Foodie Films, a sandwich and a hug. Yeah, hashtag foodie film. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Ethan Hawke, and I mentioned he was in this film First Reform. He's also in a Sam Shepard play. Obviously, Sam Shepard's dead. The but late Sam Shepard, yes. yes. Uh, True West. And um, Philip Zimmer Hoffman is one of the most famous people who've ever been in that play. So he talked about him. Um, I'll, I'll quote the Variety article. The ghost of Phil is strong in my psyche. 
Rather than ignore him, I invited him to teach me. I invited John Malkovich, another person who's been in that play, into my psyche. I didn't pretend I didn't see that production. I can't unsee what I learned from Gary Sinise. So those are all three guys who have all played the role he's playing in True West. Yeah, all three tremendous actors, and that's you know a nice, obviously recognizing shout out to PSH. And so just like side note, and I'm, good, I'm not an actor, but I think that's a good tack to have. I hate when people uh, are in remakes. Famously, Tim Burton did not watch the original Willy Wonka before directing that Willy Wonka or something like that. Uh, I know Miles Teller. Really? Like in his life, he had never seen apparently. it. Apparently, and I know uh, uh, Miles Teller when he auditioned for Han Solo claimed he never saw Star Wars and he didn't want to see it to ruin his process. Like, come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <sighs> I, just, I just can't talk about this kind of stuff because I'll, I'll, I'll just go on too many. Just The anger is flowing through me. So I believe he was asked, though, about his Oscar process and he... Ethan Hawke, not Miles Teller. <laughs> um, and Ethan Hawke uh, mentioned Philip Seymour Hoffman again and I'll read again the quote from Variety. The thing Phil used to say is, you have to treat it like it's life and death, and you have to remember you're a clown. If you can do both of those, then you won't be shocked when they start to make fun of you again, and you won't take for granted when they get it. But if you keep trying to penetrate, then maybe you will. Now, again, out of context, that quote, but do you understand what he's saying there that Hawk said that Hoffman said? Because I, I do, because I think that pretty much sums up Philip Seymour Hoffman's career to me. Yeah, I mean, he's just an actor that obviously put in the work and just always gave it his best. And I think he was just, I mean, he wanted he wanted to do justice, I'm sure, to the screenplay and for the work of the whole crew. And as we know, and... in Along Came Polly, he wasn't afraid to be the clown, you know? He, he didn't take him, he took himself very seriously in his craft, as we can even see in that film. But he didn't take himself too seriously to think himself below certain roles, you know? No, and that's all, yeah, exa- well, that's, yeah, exactly. That's what I was just, I was just going to say. Even to his, you know, like later roles, like a fantastic movie that he's in that he's not really in that much is Moneyball. I know yeah. one of your favorite films of all time. And that's just, I mean, you could also say that that's one of his like oldest friends. So he was like getting to work with him again, but that's, but that's, I don't think if another guy was attached to it, I think he still, if he was given the role and read the screenplay and really enjoyed it, he would have done it. Uh, and he just, and he just gave it his all. And he's awesome as art. Howe, even if the real art, Howe didn't enjoy it, uh, but that's, I don't know, he was, he was fantastic in that role. And that's post-Academy Award, that's, you know. Absolutely. Hmm. So, ba- that's what I always loved about him. He was just, he's just a great actor, character actor, and just all around. I mean, I mean, I can't say enough why he's my favorite <laughs> actor of all time. It's, it's just watch his roles and, and you should get it. Hmm, you mentioned Moneyball. Baseball film. Maybe that'll be one of the April choices. Well, you'll Ooh. you'll have to find out March first. But now it's that, that is, time, Kyle. A, yeah, it's that time yes. to see what film won our uh, March first poll. I guess I don't know if it's the February poll. I guess it's the February poll for the March first. You know, because yeah, we call it like the two thousand, like the twenty sixteen election, and the president serves in twenty seventeen. So uh-huh. so I guess it's the February, the mid-February poll or something. But So we had two films going up against each other. 
Ides of March and God's Pocket. Why don't you say a little bit about both those films before I announce the winner? Well, Ides of March is a great political... It's not a... There's, it's not a thriller, but I don't know what exactly. You, I mean, I think it's I think it's a thriller. It just it's not on the thriller level of like someone's. Well, actually, someone does die. Yeah, yeah not in the realm of sus- yeah, not in the realm of suspense, but just in the sense of betrayal. And I mean, hey, it's called Ides of March, which Ides of March is talking about. You know, one of the greatest political coups of all time. So there you go. Um... And it's just, I mean, a tremendous cast. It's, I mean, it's directed by George Clooney, quite possibly his best directorial effort. And rounding out the cast with Daddy Goss and Paul <laughs> Giamatti, Evan Rachel Wood, Marissa Tomei, multiple, uh, talking of uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, a uh, great collaborator. And uh, who am I forgetting else from that film? I feel like there might be one of the, I said George Clooney. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, somebody I mean, else, but... Yeah. <laughs> You know, great cast, and so perfect. I mean, if we're doing a March movie, it's got March in the title. And then with God's Pocket, uh, we weren't the biggest fans of the film. He gave a great performance. It's kind of... That's actually close to, like, a dark comedy. It was... I think he's only directed one film, but it's... uh, Oh, help me out, John Slattery. Thank you, John Slattery, from uh, Mad Men. And I think he probably just... Made a you know some, was making some good money for Mad Men and just wanted to try out you know doing an indie film and directing, and I didn't I think when on that episode because that was you me Manzi and uh, and Joey, and I, I I think I liked it the most out of everybody. It was one though that I think I'd like to see again because I want to give it another chance. Yeah, I and mean, there's definitely it's not it's not like a, a horrible film and again his he's really great in it and uh so yeah we just decided to go with that because i think i gave the excuse of god's pocket lent is in march <laughs> there you go you love philly uh, another excuse no uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so it's just we we gave you those two options and and from my uh my understanding it was a it was a close call yes so it was a close call but the winner and we also had a lot more voters this time which was really nice yeah, nice to see thank you Hoff fans for voting all you who voted yes, great all of you who comments. didn't vote pisses me off <laughs> Please vote, but but it was a nice array between Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah, you, you can guys. vote on all our social media, so please do that. It's much appreciated. But thank you guys again for voting this month, and the winner is. And you know, maybe it was a political coup that did this. Maybe somebody stabbed somebody in the back. I don't know, but our winner is the Ides of March. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so you and I will be. Sitting on a couch sometime before March 1st, watching the Ides of March together, recording it, and that episode will drop March 1st. I'm looking forward to it. That's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one, and I can't wait to look into Daddy Goss's piercing blue eyes and <laughs> and just hear the rumble of our main man's voice and his mentor to his protege. But then, oh, like the all the betrayal and. Kind of, yeah, you know, not making Democrats look good, that's funny. (laughs) And I'll definitely be asking you if you still feel like you're the chubby Ryan Gosling. I, uh, 
Uh, yeah, we'll save see. it for the episode. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll save it for the, episode. <laughs> for the episode. And if you guys were a fan of God's Pocket, don't worry, because it was so popular in the voting, we'll throw it in a poll in the next couple months. And, and I think it'll win. So, God's Pocket fans, keep the hope up there. You know, you can do it. We believe in you. But Ides of March <laughs> is the winner. Speaking of Ides of March, though, someone who probably knows a lot about Julius Caesar at least the play, was just on your podcast, Kyle, Foodie Films. Wow, look at that nice, lovely, wrapped-on-a-bow tie-in. Yes, on Foodie Films, both Shakespeare, uh, you know, he's our Shakespeare on Retainer expert, and that is John Harden, who's been on your show, High School Slumber Party, as well, and you came in and guessed it as well. This This was interesting. I've had two guests on before but this was the first time i had a new guest and a repeat guest so it was kind of it was interesting and i i I thank you for being patient with the process especially towards the end when when i ask uh, my guests those questions those like multiple questions in a row for my segment gut instincts so but i think we had a fun time you me and john were, were brunch buddies and we like to sit around and have a good meal together so that's why my dinner with Andre was the perfect film to cover, uh, so thank you for that, Brian. Thank you and for having me. It was it was a blast. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on with Foodie Films? And it was a big month well, for the, you. Yes, big big month. Finally started releasing video content. We have a YouTube page. That is correct. You've heard it here, and probably and hopefully on Foodie Films. You better be listening to Foodie Films. But uh, I've got a YouTube channel for Foodie Films, and it's fun. And right now. There will be no. There will be next week new video content. Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. Uh, so you know, my, Foodie Films went bi-weekly. Uh, every so that means every other week uh, the podcast comes out, and those in-between weeks you get some video content. So the first one was just me kind of explaining what I'll be doing, and I'm not exactly sure what I've got in store for next week yet, but I've got a, a couple of options. I know I definitely want to have you on, Brian, for I mean many seg- video segments, but just you know some food reviews since we uh, go throughout New York City all the time and have delicious meals and beverages together. Not and as often we, as we, we did in our youth, unfortunately. No, but that's uh, what happens when we when you have busy Valentine's Day. <laughs> so <laughs> we got to spend it with the Hoff fans. We have we have a yeah. Mission you there. guys, you're breaking up our friendship, but actually you're bringing it back together because we're recording this for you. So thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, so fun things, great things on the Foodie Films horizon. I'm sure we'll hear about your foodie trip to New Orleans too on Foodie Films. Can't wait to hear about that. Yes, I will definitely, I, I, I go into that a little bit. I'll, I'll be sharing, you know, I'm sure tidbits throughout, uh, you know, the, my little, my cold openings before each episode. But also, uh, please, you know, check it out I, throughout my trip. Uh, since I did a recent trip to New Orleans, uh, I was posting on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. So a lot of great photos and short videos and then the the, the you, you youtube is for like longer kind of video segments while the shorter things i'm sure i'll do compilations and put it on there but nonetheless thanks for tuning in to foodie films and i can't wait to uh make some more content for you guys yummy and of course i also reside at the high school slumber party in my sleeping bag that's my other podcast um it comes out every friday not Bi-weekly, I guess it's weekly. I thought that would be a cooler word for weekly. Like, but it's just weekly. <laughs> yeah. 
mono yeah, mono weekly. <laughs> We've had some interesting guests recently. John Harden, who was on yours, was also on mine uh, a couple of weeks ago for the film O, the Othello uh, oh. remake. <laughs> nice, thanks. But this month, I feel like it's been a lot about the Fast and the Furious. Actually, today when this episode comes out, also my episode on the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift comes out. And that's part of a huge thing. We're a part of the Cage Club Podcast Network, and two other Cage Club podcast shows got together because it just made perfect sense. So we have a a show on the network, Too Fast, Too Forever, with Joey Lewandowski and Joe Two, and they're watching every Fast and Furious film forever, (laughs) essentially. And it was sounds delightful. <laughs> it was there. I mean, the podcast is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a but very I don't know if I podcast. can constantly repeat like those movies <laughs> while they are popcorny fun. If you yes. listen to the podcast and you watch the movies, you'll start to really get into them again. Like, yeah, well, no, those guys sell it. They the passion really, that they really have. Do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's no, that's no, that's just me and my own. Like, I think I would just be reminded, like. Uh, this was a movie about stealing DVD players, and now they've saved the world three times. <laughs> but when The Rock says, and like I think it's the eighth one, I'm I'm what is he? I'm gonna beat you like a Cherokee drum. When he says that, I got a little excited. <laughs> you got back so. in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, their podcast, every time they finish the movies that are currently out, they call it a lap, and they're on lap three. And the third film, oh wow! The third film in the franchise is Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which happens to be a high school film. So that's why I'm doing it. So they had their episode. My episode comes out the day of this release, and you know we're talking about all the high school aspects of that, and it's super fun. But there's a third episode, of course, because it's lap three and it's the third film. And who better to do the third episode of our crossover trilogy but Michael Manzi, the host of Third Time's a Charm, and he does all the third movies in a franchise. And he's also on lap three for them, so he's doing all the movies with them oh, this lap. But okay. it, it how perfect does that like work out? You know what I'm saying? Like This is just synergy at its finest. This is, you know, Sony and Marvel coming together <laughs> with Spider-Man. It's just, it's fantastic. Makes makes me so proud to be part of the Cage Club uh, podcast family, and I hope you guys are enjoying those episodes. So, yeah, you can check out High School Slumber Party Foodie Films on cageclub.me or wherever you get your podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and that was cageclub.me. And Kyle, I know you've put out the word for your show. I've done it for High School Slumber Party. But guys, this show as well, the best things you can do, tell a friend about us or give us a five-star review and rating on iTunes. It really helps the algorithm. Do it for PSL of Hoffman. Do it for Foodie Films. Do it for High School Slumber Party. And make us happy boys. <laughs> Yes, as Philip Seymour Hoffman once said, silly boys, <laughs> dirty boys. So do it for us. Yeah, uh, do it for us. Anything else uh, you want to say, Kyle, before we uh, head out? No, this is the, I'm enjoying this. Or this is this. I like these in-between episodes, so hope you guys are enjoying them too, and it's nice catching up. And guys, if you're like, oh, you guys are talking forever, um, if we didn't do these... Your rewatches would be like four hours long, okay? 
Yeah, we like talking about the we like talking about the movies while the movies are happening. So that we're getting like our little catch up convos out of the way in, in these ones, and we and, we, and it's fun to you know talk about those you know the latest uh, things we've maybe heard about PSH or collaborators or uh, yeah, just updates in the movie world. Yeah, sometimes these are going to be ten minutes long. Sometimes they might be an hour. But as you said to your Valentine's Day dates, Kyle, length doesn't matter. Just love me. No, just love me. Exactly. <laughs> Hope you like the meal. Because that's 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 you know that's the best thing. That's the best I can offer you. All right, Kyle. It's your turn to say it. Well, it's always your turn to say it. But whatever, go for it. Well, now I really feel it. But it's stay uncool. <laughs>